When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and uh, yeah, this is the first interview we're going to be recording for the year. Um, it's a bit late on, isn't it? But I was really ill. Me and my family, we had a, a terrible ordeal with a chest infection. We all had it at the same time. We all started antibiotics at the same time. It was just nuts. Our, our house was like an infirmary over Christmas. Um, so, I mean, I was like having uncon- uncontrollable coughing fits. Uh, I was a bad nausea, bad temperature. Um, it was horrible. I lost my voice from straining from co- coughing. It was, um, yeah, it was an interesting time to be <laughs> to be alive for us in the Whiteley house. And um, so it kind of scuppered our chances to, to do get lots of interviews and things. Also, um, one of my New Year's resolutions, uh, which I'm going to speak to in this later on in this podcast is is about sort of uh, recognizing boundaries and uh knowing when and when not to to look after myself more than uh the things around me rather than you know it's so like if i'm poorly and i need time with my family to recover then that's the most important thing rather than the biscuit whereas before i would probably push myself and probably make myself even more ill so it's kind of the process and um uh, if you weren't listening to this and thinking, why are you, why am I hearing Alex's voice and, and not the intro to the Shrewsbury Biscuit? Well, it's because I'm changing the format a little bit. I think it's going to be quite a refreshing thing for us to have like a a bit of a personal sort of what we've been up to during the week, what's going on in Shrewsbury, what's new, is when new shops opened, um, and just to have that little bit of downtime before we start the actual feature interview. So that's what this is. So hi. Um, now, uh, you're about to meet uh, the new co-host for the Shoes Biscuit. Uh, somebody's going to come out, help us out uh, as, as much as she can. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. Um, she was on Pod Aid. And it's Verity Jane. Verity Jane is someone that's been on the Biscuit. And every time she comes on the Biscuit, she gets so much positive warmth back of the uh, of the interviews that we do. Uh, when I when I threw out uh, a post saying I needed help because I need I need I do need help with the Shoes Biscuit. It's a lot to take on. Uh, Verity came back to me and said that she liked to help out. So very naturally and very ins- very quickly, it's the easiest yes I've ever had to make <laughs> because we get on so well and she is a very positive um, a presence to be around. Um, so Verity is going to be helping out. So this interview is is going to feature Verity and we're going to be introduced to her properly and you guys are going to get to know a bit more about her. When she was, we were speaking to Lorraine, which it was really cool because... Um, you know, dealing with the issues that she faced, her and Lauren, Lorraine had to um, sort of face together. They had that in common, whereas this is all just about Verity and finding out about her. 
Um, so um, I'm really excited, really excited for you guys to meet her. Um, she's uh, going to help us out an awful lot. So the new format of the show is we're going to have a catch up, me and Verity, at the beginning of every episode. But you haven't been introduced to her yet, so it doesn't make sense for her to be on this one. So um, that's what that's what this episode is going to be. Now, if you're listening to this and uh, and you're like thinking, ah. Oh, if only, uh, if only we could, we could get on the shoes of biscuit and and t- tell people about things that's going on this week or what have you. Then this is a great opportunity to do that. You can, uh, you can now send in uh, sort of press releases, or you can even call up. You can ring me on the phone and we can do that with Verity and talk about whatever you've got going on this particular week and uh, keep in touch with what's going on. So yeah, this is really good. Um, <laughs> we can also do a little. Uh, we can do Q and As and things on. And, and we can do um, polls and things on social media. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to keep this one short. I'm going to keep keep this one to a, sort of around five minutes because um, me rambling for a bit is just um, I don't know. I feel like this this episode is is that, is that good. You don't <laughs> you don't want to hear me rambling on. But it's got to be about fifteen minutes of just us chatting. And um, what I do want to say is I hope you guys had. A great festive period. I know not everybody does Christmas and New Year, but during that time, I hope you guys have all been well and uh, you've uh, you've uh, you've uh, had a bit of positivity um, come your way. If not, I hope you are dealing with things uh, the best way you can. And um, this is going to be a really exciting thing for us. The Shoes with Biscuit. You've got new a new uh, co-host, a new format, a new way of doing things, and me a new mindset. You know. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to be a yes man anymore. I'm going to be uh, thinking very carefully about decisions that I make, and whether they're good for me, my family, and ultimately the, the shoes of biscuit. So yeah, and there's a few ideas that people will come up with as well uh, about what we can do, um, and people we can speak to. One of which I want to speak to. Has anybody heard of uh, Dry by Choice? It's a uh, it's a shop on on Warcop, Um and it's a shop that sells non-alcoholic beer. I really, I've got invited to a, a tasting session uh, there, which is really, really cool. Uh, I might have to have a look at that tonight, see if I can get there, because uh, I remember a few years ago, <laughs> I tried non-alcoholic beer, and it was bland. It was terrible. It was like watered-down Weetabix. It was really, really bad. So um, it'd be, you know, the beers that they're selling uh, sound really, really good. So I'm going to... Reach out to them and see if there's if there's any way we can do an interview, take some mics in and speak to them. But this is the kind of thing I, want, I like to do is find out about independent businesses. And I know over the last few months things have changed and lots of new businesses have rolled into town. And there's lots of uh, pop-ups happening and interesting people to speak to. So this is uh, I'm going to get my grand ear to the ground. Uh, and find out what's going on. And, you know, I could do with a bit of help with that. If there's anybody listening to this that's thinking um, they could possibly help me out, I'm looking for a producer that can work back, you know, sort of behind the scenes, trying to find us interviews, uh, filling up our schedule, and maybe even if I could teach someone how to edit so we can help out with a bit of post-production with a, with a shoes of biscuit, because um, there's a few big ideas that I'm working on at the moment. If I have more time to, to look at them as well as host the show and, other things, then we can make the show grow and help it um, to, you know, grow into, into something that I feel like it deserves to be. I mean, the Shrews of Biscuit's been around for a while now, and we've got a good, a good reputation, I believe. Um, so uh, help 
bringing people in and finding interesting interviews is is uh, is vital. So if anybody wants to help out with that, please get in touch with us. Um, and also as well, if you want to come on the show, you know, I'm always looking for interesting people to speak to. But anyway, look, that's, that's less of my rambling. Um, this is a great interview with Verity. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'd love to, to hear off you guys. Uh, drop us a message on Facebook. I know a couple of people have had have over the last couple of weeks about potential things that we can we can cover on the Shoes of Biscuit. Some people sent some nice, nice comments to say thank you. And um, I know a few people enjoyed the uh, Biscuit International interview that we did with, with Christina Hill. Um, they had some really nice comments about that. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on with horses and biscuits as well, because... That's gonna it's gonna move away from the shoes of biscuit. We need to stay streamlined. Uh, with more information about that in this episode. Anyway, right, let's get on with it. Uh, enjoy the show, and uh, thank you for tuning in. guys how's it going welcome to the shrewsbury biscuit podcast the first time we're recording in 2023 i haven't recorded in weeks i'm sat here and i was about to hit, hit record and say oh my god which buttons do i press and where's the things in the thing and yeah it's been it's been it's been about i gotta say two 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 and a half weeks possibly three weeks since i've recorded a, an episode of shrewsbury biscuit properly enough time for it to fly out of your head yeah yeah i thought it was like riding a bike you know you never forget but obviously there's a few things that you need to remember and it's like i i explained um i was, I was talking about live live audio with someone the other day um because there, there, there's a few opportunities coming my way soon which is nice and everything but i was like i need to be in a live setting if it's going to be the particular thing that i want because it's like weight training you know the more you do it the stronger you get and then when you let go you kind of let go a bit you know um so talking behind a microphone is like weight, weight training um agreed yeah does this this mean it's like a fitness thing no i mean i mean it's like (laughs) the more you do it the better you get (laughs) because like there's a lot of improvisational skill improvisational skills that you need to to sort of keep on top with i think yeah i feel like it's a confidence thing i mean when you're on a roll you do things a bit things become easier don't they yeah definitely yeah and so um doing the the shoes of biscuit i mean i've been doing little bits we did we were recording biscuit international which was good yeah uh, which isn't going to continue, but I'm going to release the podcast anyway. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. I'll explain why. But we, yeah, it was fun though. Um, see, a few years ago, not a few years ago, it was a, while, a few months ago. I ended my opportunity to speak to people from all around the world. So we were we we, we had um, a podcast called You Suck, You Suck, U S U K, and um, then we had we had a team worldwide. Team. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you watch Pod Age, you you got introduced to a lot of the team um, from around the world. Um, we had George Lugo uh, in in California, and David Raby is also in California. And uh, we also had um, Tom Bruno, who was in Vermont. We had Eric Fluger in in, in Florida. We had um, uh, Lucy Orchard, who's down south. We had uh, we had people all over the place, everywhere. Uh, we had loads of places. Uh, Tom and Jamie as well. They did uh, Use of Chronicles. Um, it was fantastic, and we were speaking to like celebrities from everywhere in the world. It was amazing. We spoke to we spoke to Carol Baskin, you know. Uh, we what? spoke to <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, um, Billy West. We spoke to Billy West. Did you sing at her, Carol Baskin? No. So oh, I made the conscious. To, so like it was a it was a decision that caused a lot of issues amongst the team. Right. 
uh, which I, I won't go into because <laughs> I think it's probably still a bit raw to be honest. Um, but I, yeah, we spoke to we spoke to Carol and we made the conscious decision not to speak about Tiger King. I think that's probably wise. Yeah, we want to talk but, about conservation. Right, right. Uh, controversial yeah. for her, no doubt. Yeah, well, we didn't want to, like, gotcha. Yeah. You know, because she just put the Got phone down. Got you trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's remained friends with me, actually. She's, oh. It's weird. Thanks for Carl But, um, no, we... Uh, yeah, it was really funny because we were supposed to speak to a voice actor who did, like, voices for Call of Duty and things like that, right? Yeah. And he, he cancelled on us, which is... It's, it happens, you know, it's fair enough. It's it's not an issue. And so my wife found um, <laughs> that you can, like, book time slots with Carol on her website. And we were like, okay, cool. So we booked it and there's me and Tom. Uh, so Tom's in, in Vermont and Kaz yeah. sat on my bed and we're just chatting among, amongst ourselves thinking, she's not going to turn up. There's no way. There's no way she's going to turn up. And bam, she pops up on screen. My wife goes, oh my God. She runs out of the room. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to Tom in the chat like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. She's here, she's here. Because like, this is a woman that's notoriously sued people for just ma- making the wrong comments or doing the yeah. wrong thing, you know. So we had to like be really careful. Yeah, she's, she's fierce. Yeah, and so... And uh, we were like, okay, we're, we're, okay, Carol, we're gonna, we're not gonna really talk about the show. We want to talk about conservation and and sort of like your plans and with your your zoos and stuff. And she's like, fine. We hit record, and she went, "Hey there, are you cool cats and kittens?" And I was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I bet that was surreal. Yeah, but I mean, like it was like we, we spoke to like actresses like Tanisha Collins starting out on a career um there's uh she was uh, she was in a film with Kevin Hart and you know these these actors and these these people that make things as well um I mean um Billy West is just like one of the, one of the biggest voice actors on the planet he did Fry in uh, for in Futurama he's the red M&M right like he's yeah. one of the biggest voice like it's not not many bigger um he did Bugs Bunny in, in um in Space Jam to get to speak to heroes like that was just amazing. And when we killed Yusuk, because we, we released Yusuk April 2020, when everybody in the world was releasing a podcast because uh, of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we killed that. So Biscuit International was like my way of being like, okay, so maybe we can like marry up the shoes with Biscuit and what I used to do. Yeah, automate them. Yeah, and um, the guys at TV Guestbook are publishers we worked with in America. So if you've got a book out or you've got a specialist skill and you want to sell a book, you go through TV Guestbook and that's their job. And we worked with them for two years with USUC and they send us guests from all around America to talk about the book or what it is they do. And we worked with them for a long time. So um, naturally, I wrote to TV Guestbook and was like, go on, do Biscuit International. And they sent me some amazing guests. We spoke to Larry Carlson, who is revolutionizing uh, care for alzheimer's and dementia in america why good um yeah. he's creating a village rather than a, a care home do, do you know what i love that concept i used to work in a care home mm. and they were sort of trying to go down that route there's a there's a lot of work there's a lot of difference between a standard ha- care home and then one that is a, a living environment more you know yeah they mirror, just wheel you into a life. room yeah like the Put countdown on you know what i mean yeah yeah, but where they're like, oh, there's a there's a laundry shop there, there's a laundrette, there's a there's your local newspaper record shop where you can go by. Yeah, record LPs. shop, yeah. supermarkets. Yeah. I think they, those sort of things are lovely. Um, we spoke to Christina Hill as well, who is the channeler for Athella. Have you heard of channeling before? No. It's where a, a sentient being takes over the the body of the person who they channel their their spirits oh okay yeah so i've heard of that i hadn't heard the term though yeah but yeah and and christina hill she was um 
she she was a victim of rape and she was like uh homeless and she was like a, properly lived in a, a, a in a world, adverse world and then she um found othello which helped her and then she's helped others and now she helps tens of thousands of people around the world good on her yeah that's and, the way to heal yeah she was fantastic it was it's weird it's because like it's not a not the kind of world i'm used to yeah being around so it's like but I, i'm i consider myself a good a good i say a good journalist i'm not a qualified journalist but i can have conversations with people about anything and i really enjoyed speaking to her so yeah Jackie Jordan, we spoke to the CEO of TV Guest, but we worked together for a couple of years. She's amazing. She invited me virtually to her birthday, um, uh, which a couple of years ago, and that was really cool. I was like, yeah, her husband set up the camera. Uh, it was in Sheriff, he not Sheriff, he what was it called? Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of it. I think it said Sheriff Hells. She wasn't in Sheriff Hells, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she was in America. Uh, but anyway, her husband set up the camera at this music venue where they were setting up for her birthday. And he was like, right. See you later. And he just left me chatting to the guests virtually on Zoom. And I was just like, hey, and they loved me apparently, which is, but like. <laughs> was that, was it just you on Zoom? Or was no, there was a few of us as yeah. well around America and around the world. Um, a lot of people there as well. Yeah, yeah. And they were oh, popping in front of the camera and they're like, I was like, um, hi, <laughs> I'm just a random British bloke she put on camera, you know, it was really wonderful. Hello, um, how do you do? We had a great work, a great working relationship over the last couple of years. So uh, good chatting to her. And Peter Bedard, who was a found dancer, who had a terrible accent, somebody knocked him off his scooter um, and he oh. they pretty much crushed all his bones in his body oh, after no. being a found dancer as well, you know. Yeah. And... Um, Western medicine didn't do an awful lot for him. Men, you know, mentally, they really just... Uh, yeah, obviously, there, there are the uh, operations and things that built his body back together, but mentally, like, he was on these drugs that just weren't great for him, so oh. he healed, found holistic ways to heal himself. And nice. So I've done, that, I've done that Biscuit International. We're going to do two more episodes, I think, then we're going to can it, because um, the biscuit needs to be a bit more streamlined. Mm. There's a few things that need to happen. Yeah. Um, horses and biscuits is another thing that needs to go, unfortunately. And what's that? So Horses and Biscuits was a show we were doing with Rockin' Horse Media. Um, and we were following the TV production of a care home drama that they were making. Right. And it gone from it went from an idea to a TV pilot to a really an amazing a partnership with Derwin College in, in Oswald Street who work with special needs um, edu education. And um, they've done amazing things, building this amazing connect. They've, they've got... Um, They've got an amazing cast now for for this care home drama. You know, got they got actors from Doctor Who and uh, and um, Harry Potter, and you know they've got some an amazing cast there that's been built together. And and uh, I'm I'm really I love them. I think they're great. But what we, what we might have to do is take horses and biscuits and make it something separate away from the shoes of biscuit. Got yeah yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to yeah. this and you're like, oh, well, I've never known what this horses and biscuits stuff is. Some of you might enjoy it. It's not going away. It's going to move. Um, and you're not going to get on the Shrews of Biscuit anymore. It's being rebranded. Yeah, because I think it needs to just be Shrews of Biscuit. Yeah. So anyway, I've rambled on about all that sort of stuff. I've been on podcasts as well. Big shout out to, uh, to Iron and Webb down in Nashville. I went on his podcast. He's called uh, Yo, Did You See That? Um, and it's basically they take <laughs> current news stories that are just bizarre. It's kind of what I used to do with an old show I used to do and talk about it. And Alyssa Shirk as well went on her podcast. Uh, she's, in, um, she's in Oregon, Portland, and I went on a show, Dissolving Fear. Where I talked about my social anxiety. Oh goodness! How did that feel to do that? Was it a little bit like cathartic for you? Or? I always talk. I never stop talking about it. Oh, <laughs> never. I'm always talking about it. 
Um, it's it's a weird one because um, I'm very self aware of it, mm. so I know I know how to talk about it. But at the same time, it feels weird to talk about it because I get socially ang- I get anxiety, anxiety anxious talking about it. It's weird. Um, when someone asks you to talk about your problems and yeah. your issues, I you feel like you're talking too much, and that's yeah. my issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think what you're talking about and what you're saying is no doubt helpful for other people to listen to because yeah. not everyone can talk about their problems and their yeah. issues. Not everyone even understands or has the insight enough to identify what the issues are or where they're coming from. So if you've got that ability and that insight in yourself, sharing that, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, but I never shut up about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was nervous today. This is the first podcast I've done of the year. Yeah. And it's with somebody I know and got on well with. 2023. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it, this year is going to be a transformative one for the shoes of I know a lot of people say that, but we're, we're we're going to be looking at ways to sort of, you know, I've always been transparent with how I do things, but we're looking at ways of, 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 of making the shoes of biscuit um, more, run a bit better as far as advertising and, 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 and funding and, and kind of being a bit more glossy. Spread the good word. Hmm. Yeah, because I hate to call this thing a hobby, but it has felt like a bit of a hobby over the last few years because, you know, I've built a good reputation. People enjoy the show, but I want to I want to focus on it being a kind of more of a business. Yeah. In a way. And I've got Nick Jones um to thank. Uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. Great guy. I got him to thank for helping me find ways to make things a bit more streamlined. So thank you, Nick, for for agreeing to meet with me and, and talking sense to me. And one of the things, one of the changes that I'm going to make is I'm going to bring in people to help me um, because I, I I I struggle a lot with it's a lot to carry on my shoulders, you know, um, finding the guests and speaking to the guests and editing. I love it, but if we can find people to help me do those sort of things as well, I can then concentrate on the bigger picture um, and things. So uh, that's why I've asked Verity to come on. Yay. Yeah, well, I put yeah. a finger out, didn't I, saying I want, uh, if anybody can help out. And yeah. you, you, you answered the call. You answered the call. I did answer the call. It sounds like a wonderful opportunity, and I just hope I'll be able to help because, you know, you by the signs of it, you're just getting busier and busier and busier. And I think it, it's amazing. What What an opportunity. I'd love to help. Yeah, thanks. Be great. I'll. Um, it'd be I ho- great. I hope I'm not useless. <laughs> I, I. Do you know what? I. I, I do this with uh, like a little man jumping inside me, going, "This is scary." <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd be absolutely fine. I, you know, going to an event with uh, with a microphone is actually quite nice because yeah. it, after a while. You find, I find, I find myself, I've talked myself into enjoying the, the, the event that I'm in. Yeah. It sounds daft. Like, so I'll go and speak to, okay, so are you enjoying the event tonight? Yeah, it's really good. There's all these people here. Yeah, yeah, go to the next person. Um, so what's, what's the best thing you enjoy about today? Oh, the music's great. And, and before I get to the third one, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, this is a really cool event. Yeah, this yeah. is good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do, though, is we need to give a, a, our listeners an introduction to how we met. Because yep. they may not have paid attention, or paid attention, may not have watched Pod Aid, may not maybe watch, listen to the show for the first time, but sure, that's where we first met. It's Pod Aid. It is, yeah. Um, it, when was it? O- September, October? Yeah, end of September. September. End of yeah, yeah, yeah end of September. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like forever ago, but it, it really was wasn't. Ago. <laughs> um, so Pod Aid um, was was great. Um, I don't mention too much, but obviously we, it was a 24-hour podcast we put together to raise money for Lincoln Davis. We raised over £1,300, which was great. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. 
and um, it was a 24-hour live thing, and we, we got 24 guests to sit with my team and talk about about their own experiences and, and um, things that they did to help people. Some people were celebrities and, and actors, and we had people like Rob Chapman, who does hypnotism and music, that talk about his thing. We had loads of great people talking about their experiences, but your experience was obviously about... Um, I'm. Um, I'd, I'd heard heard from you from Lingen Davis about the great work you do about vocalising your struggles with cancer and your family's struggles with, with cancer. And don't shut up about it, do I? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you talking about my experiences, yeah, and how it helps other people. Yeah. I feel like the, the the help you've you've offered to people is immeasurable. Oh, I hope so. I hope it's been received in the way that it's been intended. I just wanted to be open and honest about it, especially over like social media, because you get. A lot of a lot of flowery things over social media, you know, life's great, look at me and how brilliant it is. And I was like, actually, not that fantastic at the moment. No. Here we go, let me give you a lowdown. But you know, I'm uh, I'm quite a positive person anyway, so I did it in a way that I was hoping would um you know, people would respond to it and you you had a, a unique experience, obviously. I mean, I hope you don't mind talking about this publicly. If you, if you don't, you go for it. Uh, but you know, so, so going through the the, the uh, go, going through the, the the trauma that you went through with your sister at the same time. Mm, yeah. You know, because you you were both diagnosed very similar time time, weren't you? Yeah. So so Maxine, my sister, had been ill for a few few months, um, and she had lots of ailments that she was going to the doctors about, and they they did various tests and. Um, and, you know, she went from being able to run 5K one week to barely being able to walk the next because she was in so much pain. Um, and eventually she did get a diagnosis in February 2020 of ovarian cancer. Um, but in January 2020, I'd found a lump in my uh, left breast. I was 34 at the time. And um, I was going through my own diagnostic um, investigations. And a week after she got her diagnosis, I got mine. So it was pretty mind-blowing. Um, but I actually didn't tell many people at the time because obviously everyone was aware of Maxine and how poorly and ill she was. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and we, at that point, had a treatment plan for Max. We knew she was going to start chemotherapy. She was going to have surgery. And at that point in my um, diagnosis, all I had is the diagnosis. I didn't have any a treatment plan. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to add more stress to the family and friends in telling them what's, because all they want to know is, well, what's happening? What are they going to do? Um, can they cure it? Blah, 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 blah. And I thought, well, I don't know. I don't Pandora's have those box. answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've not got those answers. So I want to avoid those questions for a little bit. So I, I waited and I had, I did tell Maxine, um, and, and I think I told her just one or two friends just in case um, I needed a shoulder or my husband at the time needed a shoulder. Um, but yeah, then I, then I had some tests. And actually, because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, it seemed to be going on forever because the world felt like it stopped a little bit, didn't it? And it was just like, oh my God, what's going on? Uh, so I did end up telling people. But yeah, um, I got my diagnosis... I know I started I started my treatment in I had emergency fertility preservation treatment I had two rounds of that because I hadn't had children and then and then had what did I have first I had a mastectomy mastectomy and as soon as they said I needed a mastectomy I was like just can you take them both because um, I thought oh what's the point in only having one just get them gone 
Um, Reduces the risk of further complications. Exactly, yeah. I just thought, but because it was COVID, they were doing life-saving only. So they were like, no, we're just taking the one for now. Um, But then after I had that, I had chemotherapy. Then I got, uh, because I was referred to genetics. That must have been like, like, like symmetry and feeling like that whilst you go for the treatment you, know you what? felt like half butchered you know i didn't really care that did much. you not no i'm surprisingly um uh yeah I, it didn't bother me i walked around a little bit wonky for a little bit if i was going out or when i started work again i'd wear a prosthetic but other than that i was like bad is what it is everyone knows what's going on i've been really open about it so i guess when it's your life that's been saved yeah you do what you can yeah. yeah i was like i don't it's and same with my hair falling out and maxine's we both we both were just happily bold um and at the time it was when you had to go for a wig fit and you had to go to the wig shop and and it was covid and we were like oh do you know what um i'd rather not i'm happy being bold and yeah mm, cool so yeah i had bold head again that monkey boobs <laughs> But again, I mean, this people might be listening to this thinking, do you know what? I'm doing the same. Do you know what I mean? They might hear this, yeah, and be like, it, "Okay, people it's, don't really care." Just, yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody. I know, I know some people who have gone through treatment and they've been devastated about being a little bit wonky course, or being yeah, bold, and absolutely. But yeah, for me, I just it wasn't that big of a concern for me. Mm. I just rocked a bold head and a wonky, and going because this all happened so quickly doing your first rounds of treatment as well must have been like what what, how did i get here like yeah it is a bit of a whirlwind time it's sort of you feel like you spend ages in limbo while you're having the tests and then and then with with mine it was a fast growing cancer so i think one test one week it was registered it was measuring five centimeters and the next scan a couple of weeks later it was seven and then they needed another scan and i was just like oh my god it's growing so quickly can you get it out of me it got to the stage where i could i could i could feel it it was it it was like a rock it was it felt massive and i could see it it was starting to like um see it on my skin oh, i just thought oh this is horrible so by the time my operation come i was like get it gone i don't want to see it anymore it's horrible um but yeah it, it is a whirlwind time yeah. loads loads but a limbo time as well because you're just waiting for those scan results and scans and stuff but yeah. um i think i remember you talking pod aid and it felt like it felt like you were consoling people more than they were consoling you yeah, there was that. So I think, um, I mean, there's no denying that cancer is, uh, 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 it ruins lives. It's, of course. You know, it ruins elements. You know, even when you survive it, there's a part of your life that is gone. But you, I, I don't know, it's hard to describe. But for me, I'm quite matter of fact, I'd had quite a lot of, I would call it trauma before I had my cancer diagnosis. I'd had seven pregnancy losses um in first and second trimester so i'd i was quite um i'd already practiced getting through a traumatic time and they're not comparable cancer and miscarriage they're both vile in their own specific ways um but i just i had that seed in my mind where i was like well i'm going to be okay and if i'm not okay i'm actually okay with that because it is what it is i can't change it i just have to be okay with what I'm going through right now, because I don't really have another choice. I'm relying on the medical professionals to tell me exactly what I need to do, where I need to go, you know, what food I need to eat. And I'm going, yep, okay. As long as I'm doing that, I've, I've got no control over it. It's, yeah. it's, 
literally out of your control. But there were people around me who were losing it a little bit. Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to, what are they going to do? Can they fix this? Can you get, I'm going, I don't know. I don't know. It's all right though. We'll just, we'll just ride it out. I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it must have been a scary time for everybody. But, um, I, you know, a lot of people probably listening to this. I hope there are people listening to this now and getting strength from this in their own situation, thinking, well, if Verity can do it, mm. I'm sure I can too. Have you spoke I to a lot so. of su- survivors and things since then? Yeah, so like I said, I was really open on the socials and it, not, you know, only Facebook or um, I did a bit on Instagram as well. But I had a lot of people reach out to me, especially while I was going through treatment, saying, oh, I've, I've found a lump or my friends found a lump or what do I need to do? And I was like, okay, well, this is nice because I've been there. I know what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, first thing, get to the doctors. What are you doing telling me about it? Go to the doctors. and yeah. But then I was able to go, this is more than likely the route that the doctors will take you down. You know, they'll refer you. You'll have an appointment within this time. They'll do this scan, this scan, that scan. It'll take that amount of time. And that just took a little bit of anxiety away from people because their expectation was more, oh, I sort of know what I'm expecting now. Whereas for me, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm not very good at... um I didn't, I didn't ask anyone either because I thought everyone's journey is so different. Uh, and I got a few people going, oh, well, my auntie uh, two years ago and my mum 14 years ago. And I thought, well, yeah, my mum had it. My, my at the time, husband's mum had it. And there's been people in my family and in my life. But I thought it's different. Um, so some people will take the courage and information from those around them. I didn't. I was like, you know, I've just got to deal with this uh, <laughs> myself. Uh because it's all very well hearing everyone else's story but i i didn't find it i was like oh good for you good well you know we did the, the great interview with with loren um, yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago and it was like it was really great i love that I, I mean it was great to hear you guys talking amongst yourselves because you both had both separate experiences and similarities huge yeah. similarities when yeah, it came yeah. to your treatment and um you know you, you, that that bit where you were talking about the treatment ward and people walking up and down farting and I, was, <laughs> I i love that so much because yeah. because you guys just took over and that's exactly what i wanted because yeah. i i was kind of panicking about the whole interview not panicking because like i said earlier in the podcast i, I can talk about anything and I I, I I love conversation and i love finding out facts but i feel like me not being from that that world and not knowing much about it, apart from my relatives and my friends that have been yeah. affected by cancer, um, it was great to bring you in. So thank you so much for for, no, for helping with it that. It was, it was. I, I thought it was wonderful. It was really and good. Like, so speaking to Lorraine and hearing her experiences, they, they do. I don't. I don't know if I came across right then because I said, "Oh, it, it doesn't." Um, I don't. The, the, every journey is comparable and yet incomparable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it depends on your own personal circumstances, your own personal mindset. So hearing about other survivors and other people's journey, of course, I just thought you are a fantastic person. How absolutely wicked. But when I was going through it myself, I was like, I can't, I can't put too much weight on other people's journeys because I brilliant for them, but I don't know what's happening with myself. And so you had I different life to, experiences as well. Yeah. You, had, you had your sister to help you get through it and you oh, to help yeah. her to get through it. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, and guys as well, we had a lot of really good comments from part about Poddy's from, from your brother as well, which is, <laughs> which is really funny. Like, again, social things. When I'm doing the school running things, I'm not like biscuit Al. I'm kind of like Alex. <laughs> you know? Hello. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? <laughs> um, so when your brother came up to me on the, on the school program, I was like, oh, I really enjoyed that. You did a great job. I was kind of like, thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Uh, so, but not just that though. We had we had tons of great comments. Yeah, it was a really good experience. Yeah, it was wicked. Uh, and Podade will be back uh, this year. I've got big plans for Podade this year. Uh, I want to um, <laughs> keep changing my mind, but we need to start planning it very soon. But one of the ideas was to find three different venues rather than just one, and uh, we can take it to different places around Shrewsbury or Shropshire, even or even the, uh, wherever it is. So we yeah. can we can like set so for example set up a stu- like a, a little mini studio in the middle in the town square. Yeah. You know, and then have, speak to people and, you know, have, have fun things going on there. Maybe do something at, like, Theatre 7 or the Whitman Theatre and charge people to come in and watch. That sounds Make some fun donations that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got some great plans for, for Pod Aid. And, and for the Biscuit as well, I'm, I'm very grateful to have you here um, to talk about things over the other thing, cancer, of course, which yeah, is, yeah. is a great thing, but to have some fun with it, you yeah. know. Um, we can find so many people to speak to him. You know, since the year has begun, I mean, I put the mic down for a few weeks because I, I got really ill. I, I, was... I think everyone got ill over Christmas. Oh, it was horrible. There was so much going around. <laughs> it was insane. I I had um, some sort of respiratory something. As soon as I recovered from that, I had tonsillitis. It was horrible. Yeah, I could I couldn't talk, walk, breathe. Like oh gosh. I went to I went to work on Christmas night, which is, uh, you know, it was it was bad. But like, <laughs> I was meant to work Christmas Eve, Boxing Day night, and the night after. Christmas night I went to work I could barely walk I, I was coughing so much I could I was my head was spinning I was knee passing out oh my the goodness. nausea was ridiculous my you know when you do the gun the beep the temperature yeah. gun it was going orange and all kinds of, and uh, you know it was really bad so I was like I don't know how I drove home but I did the nausea was so bad I was kind of like I had lockets I remember I bought lockets from the garage to get thinking that that'll cure it well no because, <laughs> no because it was more more of a case of if I go into a coughing fit while I'm driving Oh, I'm I'm screwed really because I I got no control over it. I have to pull over. Yeah. So I was thinking, get the lockets, stop myself from coughing, and then I got Good home thinking. and just exploded. You know, it's horrible. Um, but that knocked me out for like three days. Yeah. Straight up in bed for three days. Couldn't. It was horrible. I went to the doctors and they were like, your lungs are fine. You just got a chest infection. Flick me on the ear. Off you go. Take some antibiotics. I was going to say, did you get any pills? Yeah. Yeah. Amoxicillin. You know, very, that's very nice. <laughs> and I'm feeling a bit much better now. And you know, I did. I, I carried on doing podcasts, but the uh, the podcast I did with Alyssa, I was I was kind of like that. All right, how's it going? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I've been poorly. Yeah. Oh my it was, gosh. It was. Uh, it was really. That sounds like it. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> but but since we've started again, um, we've got some great interviews lined up, some great events as well. We're going to be speaking to James Broxton um, from Get Your Wiggle On. Um, great guy uh, Timmy started it's really funny because Timmy auditioned for um, um, the son of Pinocchio which is get your wiggle on the production company they're, they're putting that on and we thought oh we'll just Timmy did a few classes with KG Theatre he's great at stuff like that Yeah. and we thought oh we'll just we'll just try him out see what happens and he got a role oh my god that's amazing so he started doing the auditions and getting ready and stuff before he's even started at get your wiggle on wow and um and James came out because they've got a new they've got a new uh, premises now in town. Um, it's oh gosh, you know um, as you come out the 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 museum turn right and there's like the uh, House of Fraser the back of House of Fraser yeah the building that's next to that anyway they got this amazing new studio I did I did a TikTok and I want to find more about about it so anyway James came out I was like is this your kid? <laughs> Is that your kid? I was like, yeah. He goes, no wonder he's so good. I was oh, like, oh, bless him. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be chatting. I think we're going to be doing that highly flammable. Um, big shout out to, to Aaron Child. Great guy. Uh, runs, uh, runs highly flammable. Uh, well, we're going to be doing that on the same day. We, we, we chat to Becky Lisney. Um, 
uh, another podcast that we got lots of great comments about um, a photographer that focuses on um, po- body positivity with women. Let's go out into the woods and get naked and take pictures. No matter what you yeah. want, like empowerment. Uh, she was fantastic, but she wants to meet in person and redo it. She really enjoyed it. So we're going to be speaking to her as well. And Stephen Marshall, who came on from Stephen Marshall Coaching, um, he's got an event at Highly Flammable on the 26th of January. So all these three, these three interviews are all highly flammable related. Uh, so I, I messaged Aaron Child uh, and I was like, yo, Aaron, our universes are colliding. <laughs> it's really, really cool. So there's so much going on. Yeah, that's um, wicked. I've got a, a conversation I think I think would be great for, for the first show of the year, New Year's resolutions. <gasps> Have you got any New Year's resolutions? Do you know what I've done? Because last year was an absolute horror show for me yeah of course yeah it was back to back from start to finish horror i thought i'm not having that again i'm not having it so i don't know you're obviously on tiktok i don't know if you've heard of the lucky girls no where right so it started off i'm pretty sure it started off with two girls sat in a car eating noodles they're american and they were just explaining that they say um i'm just so lucky because um oh what is it things just go my way Oh, no, everything works out for me. I'm just so lucky because everything works out for me. So I've been putting that out into the ether. I'm going, yeah, I'm so lucky because everything works out for me. So far, nothing terrible has happened, so it's okay. Um, But what I've actually made for this year is a list of 101 things that I want to either do or achieve in 2023. I want a copy of this list. (laughs) For the podcast, at least. I mean, okay. Well, it's not all family friendly, but it's mostly family friendly. Well, we can we can we, we can bounce around it and, <laughs> and find. Have it. to edit it. Yeah, but I, no, de- I definitely want to see it. We might not be able to read it out of the box. Yeah. I definitely want to see this list. That's great. It's it's a good one. It's quite comprehensive. It covers you know like all all warps of living. Oh, great! I think I think one news resolution. It, it's, it's a great idea because you yeah. make one and you go, oh, I didn't do it this year. <laughs> I feel terrible. Yeah. Whereas if you have a checklist, failed in January. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to make one. I was going to. I wasn't going to make one. But um, I, I, I always do the whole be a better person. Yeah, be probably a bit more positive. Yeah, well, it's, it's. I think you can be really general with a with a New Year's resolution. With my 101 things, I've managed to like break it all down. So, in for example, to be a better person. Um, there i want to find at least three eco alternative products to use as a daily so i use quite a lot of eco when i come across it anyway but there's that there's that sort of thing and um i'm sure i've got more that would equate to me maybe being yeah. a better person i can't think off the top of my head i was i i one of my news resolutions a couple of years ago was to use bamboo toothbrushes right sounds daft eco-friendly yeah yeah all right but the bristles aren't hard enough and they don't have a tongue scrubber oh so it's hard it's a hard one. So that was a few years ago. If you look again, they might have been... Maybe, um, maybe. Something might have I been I still got a couple because they, they sell them in packs of three and my wife wasn't interested. So I was like, <laughs> so I've still got a, a bamboo toothbrush underneath my sink. <laughs> but I was like, I need my tongue scrubber. You know the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this year, um, I, I, my resolution was, was going to be, and this is going to sound terrible. Now, listeners, let me know if this is bad or not. Uh, I'm, I'm aware my battery's on one thing so i might have to change my batteries i did mention this yeah. <laughs> i forgot that i need to do, need batteries to, to run this show uh, it's been a while guys but my my one new year's resolution was going to be not to take any crap off people oh is that bad no that's just um, stop saying yes to people or sorry or it's just acknowledging your boundaries yeah that's just saying actually 
um i have to look after myself a little bit can't say yes to absolutely everything no matter how much i want to sounds like you're already doing that by you know knocking some other things on the head to concentrate stop trying to please so many people yeah and it doesn't mean you're you have to be a jerk about it you can still be decent just no just no get out of my face no no Um, (laughs) yeah you can just be like oh that sounds great it's not for me though but all the best yeah or you know whatever (laughs) i don't think that's a bad one at all i think um i've suffered with my boundaries over the years and what i've put up with um versus to my own detriment you know i think once you have that awareness yeah once you know you're doing it yeah it's it's a it's a transformation and it's not always other people's fault either sometimes it's my fault sometimes i feel like i'm not doing enough like christmas i burnt myself out like uh sort of end of november december i was kind of like wow like i i I was releasing that much content on the shoes of biscuit i oversaturated my own content goodness i was releasing three shows a week i was like this is stupid (laughs) people don't know what they're listening to they're kind of like what's this got biscuit one week biscuit international and horses and biscuits and what's going on so yeah i need to there's it affects everything as well if it affects my family life and and everything so yeah just it's more i'm not going to be more originally it was going to be be more of a beep you know but i've realized no that's probably that's terrible because you you can be you can have a grip of your boundaries yes without being an asshole literally yeah yeah, you can it's just about being kind to yourself and i think if you do it with kindness and with good intentions you're not going to be you're not going to come across a jerk anyway but i like your list idea as well it's brilliant i should have bought it in have you won any have you won it what have you i've ticked one off already because obviously i was bold two years ago and one of my things to do this year was get a haircut which i did yesterday not that you can tell you look Um, great you look great (laughs) thank you so much yeah Uh, yeah so one was get a haircut i forgot what it's like to have a haircut (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't want to boast um some some of them are ongoing so like when when my life flipped on its bum last year um, my TV went into retirement. I flipped it off at the wall and it just didn't come on for months. And it was lovely because I just didn't have space in my head for more external nonsense in the world. So I was like... Are you talking like soaps or news or what? I, mean, I don't what? watch soaps. No. I don't watch the news really either. Um, I'm a little bit too delicate for it all. So I just steer clear from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but general, just background nonsense, like watching a film, just investing in documentaries and some of them are great but i found that i was just putting the tv on and then slumping and then i'd be on my phone i'd be doing this i wasn't really being productive with my life at all so when my tv went into retirement probably for about three months i thought this is brilliant no i love it yeah and then and then it came out of retirement for music for you know youtube and spotify or whatever you can also listen to the shoes we risk i'm a chicken I'm a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then i got ill i had like three days worth of like a summer cold is that even normal i'm not sure but anyway yeah. and then my tv came out of retirement and i just sort of watched it aimlessly for a few days because i just felt rubbish and then and it's been out of retirement ever since it's just on in the background or and i think it stops me from doing things i mean background noise saved my life really i'd say because yeah you know the job i do now is i work on my own during the nights in an office and like i worked with hundreds of people before and i was just listening to nothing oh god can you imagine that right so oh it sounds painful i decided to put on someone's like oh do you listen to podcasts i was like what's a podcast (laughs) you know and somebody's like oh yeah do you like kevin smith and i was like yeah i love kevin smith dogma and jane silent bob and all that and um 
And so they were like, they give me a list of podcasts that he makes. He's one of the pioneers of podcasts. And I, I think I love Kevin Smith more for the podcast and then the movies, which is really weird. Because I do like Clerks and I do yeah. like Jay and Silent Bob. But um, what he did in like uh, Hollywood Babylon was a, a podcast that was held at the improv. So it was a thing, a live show on a stage with Ralph Garman. And it was just, it was just groundbreaking for me. It just like hearing the audience laughter, some of the stuff that yeah. they were doing. And they had Ralph Garman doing his Sylvester Stallone impressions and all these <laughs> sort of things. It was just brilliant. And I love that. And that's, that's kind of, that helped me just having a bit of noise in the background. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, it was just, it was horrible just not having anything to listen to or. Yeah, that would drive me insane. Made me appreciate people who leave the radio on for the dogs. I'm gonna like. <laughs> I do it every day. I do it every day. Just leave the radio on for the dogs. Yeah. Um, for me, it's been the gaming. My wife bought me uh, a game that I absolutely. I don't really do gaming. I, mm. I really. I used to an awful lot, um, but being ill that really helped me. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just had something to do. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. You yeah. Fight metal robots and stuff. It would <laughs> probably give me nightmares. But <laughs> as long as you enjoy it. Um, but with uh, with this year coming up, uh, we've got. I mean, I'm going to be working closely with you, Verity, and yeah. and finding because if I can't go to an event, I'll be like, "Yo, Verity, take the microphone." Okay. I mean, I've I've tried to bring in co-hosts before, and I think the idea, the problem I've had with it is, is I I I don't want to treat you as a co-host. You have to hear and there if you want to be, if you can be, you know. Yeah. Um, and I can give you the H6, the microphone, to go out and speak to people. Yeah, you'll have to give me the full load, and I'll have to take notes and everything. Absolutely. Well, it all works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing a, a, a workshop. Not for, obviously, I'll give you. I'll, I'll show you how it works anyway. Because, mm. but we're, I'm doing a workshop at Highly Flammable Studios. Yeah. Um, so I'm not. By the way, I'm not, they're not paying me to talk about <laughs> Highly Flammable. I just love Aaron so much. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing a, a workshop for podcasts, so I can teach people who don't know how to make podcasts how to produce their very own podcast, record, oh, edit, produce, release. So that'd be quite good. That is cool. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but, but I want to I want to create a new format for the show as well, mm. just to get you more involved and to to offer something that isn't straight up, straight into the interview. I want to get a bit more personable with yeah. the biscuits. So we're going to do like a 15 minute catch up segment. I think every every week. Wonderful. What have you been up to? How many things you ticked I off your list? I filled my life with a lot of nonsense, so I can. Uh, I'm down <laughs> with that. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, like, there's a good opportunity to talk about new shops that have opened in Shrewsbury or yeah. new things that's going on. There's a great opportunity there for people to talk about things that are current on. Yeah. So we have to do our interviews and then find a, a little, a little bit of 15 minutes, yeah. whether it's virtually or here or wherever we can record. I told um, my friend Tara about this. I think you know her. I know Tara. Yeah, yeah. Lingen Davis. Yeah. Hi Tara. Uh, she was, hi Tara. She'll be thrilled that I've mentioned her name because she's been fuming so far that I haven't, which just amuses me. It sounds about, sounds like her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That sounds I know, I know right. well enough to say that. I think, yeah. I, think. <laughs> no. I love those guys at Lingen Davis. Yeah. Way, shall oh, be. they're fabulous. But um, I told Tara, um, you know, what, what the new format was and what you were thinking. And she went, Verity, you don't know what's going on outside your own garden. <laughs> I was like, that is true, actually. She was like, I'm going to, every time you're about to do a podcast, you're going to have to call me. I'll tell you what's been going on in the town. And I was like, brilliant. Thanks, Tara. Well, actually, Tara, if you listen to this, we could take phone calls into into, into the show. So, I mean, if if, if you're struggling, Verity, we'd be like, right, <laughs> let's go to our correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> you ask me what's going on i'll be like oh well my dog had a really nice walk yesterday that was lovely well maybe between us we can 
we can find out what's going on across the town and in a nice way um because there is the, we are lucky to li- to live in, in in a great town that there's oh, always something great fall. going on yeah. there's a, that kid that went on the voice uh, there was a, there was a, ch- a kid that went on on the, the voice kids we speak to her maybe um there's all sorts of artsy things going on yeah. um in in town and oh, yeah well, luckily on my list of 101 things to do there are certain classes and experiences that i want to do so that i'll i'll get i'll get the um I get the Shrewsbury lowdown. I'll experience more of it this year. We can incorporate, incorporate your list into the show. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. We'll have to bleep out the blue bits there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we all need a list like that, though, I think. I think we need a, a list of goals. And it, it, I was, uh, Nick Jones borrowed me this book. I'll have to send it to you. It's actually really good. This is from a business point of view, but I feel like we can all take something from this book. I've forgotten the name of it. It was an e-book he sent to me. But um, it, it was about... Um, um, what was it called? Let me have a look. I'm trying to find the name of the book. Um, I think I put the page out, but it's talking about ideals and goals. So an ideal is like um, it's like looking at the horizon constantly, constantly looking at forward. So we get to the horizon. What does the horizon do? It moves further back. Yeah. Um, the idea is creating goals to reach the ideals. Yeah. And I feel like we can we can do that with the shoes biscuit yeah, via definitely. your list. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. See what I've done there. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting. Is there anything that you'd like to do with the Shrewsbury Biscuit? Is there any, anything you've, anywhere in Shrewsbury or anything you'd, anyone you'd like to speak to? My goodness. Um, on the spot, I can't think of anything. I will think about that one and get back to you because there will be loads in my head. We've got festivals to go to. We've yeah. got events. Um, yeah. uh, there's a kids festival in February we're going to be going to. Nice. So we're going to set up a studio there. Uh, I'm going to give Timmy a microphone, get him and go around doing interviews with kids and stuff. That'd be fun. Amazing. Um, and it, there's, there's the, there's the, 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 you know, stuff we do with Beth, um, Beth Heath, the, the, the um, uh, October fest later on in the year. Yeah. And there's going to be so much to do. Yeah. There's so much to do. And listeners as well. I mean, get in touch, let us know what you guys would like us to do. If there's anybody you'd like to, uh, us to speak to on the Shoes of Biscuit, uh, any, anywhere you'd like us to go, then let us know. Absolutely. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Right, well, we're rounding up 45 minutes. We better um, cut this short before my battery <laughs> dies. <laughs> Can't believe I've done before, this. Before it does it for you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the, the first show. I'm sorry it's late, by the way. I should have had a show ready for the first week in January, but I was poorly. I really was genuinely hey, poorly. you can't be in poorly. No, you can't, you can't. And I, I, ain't, I, ain't, taking, I, I ain't taking that. I'm, I'm poorly, I'm resting, and I ain't going out there and yeah, don't take pleasing other flack. people. Yeah, don't I ain't taking flack. it. You have to add me a rest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we've been tr- tr- trickling out those Biscuit International in, um, episodes. If you enjoyed them, let us know as well. And uh, also, I want to uh, give a shout out before we get out of here to um, to Web Orchard as well, who are making a brand new state-of-the-art website for us. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, I went to a meeting uh, with, with Pete White, who, uh, the CEO there. Um, he showed me the, uh, the the kind of website that he wants for us. Yeah. And I nearly cried. Oh, oh that sounds amazing. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes, please. Because, like, you know, with some a lot of businesses, uh, a, a, part, a, a website isn't kind of, like, relevant these days. Social media is really, really important, isn't it? You yeah. know, mostly. But, like, if you if there was a place you could go to to find you, find, it's like a hub, isn't it? Social media's over here. Our episodes are over here. Yeah. Maybe some write-ups about some of the guests are over here. And here's our sponsors. Uh, everybody gets to, to look at everything that the Biscuit's involved with. So um, we've got that to look forward to. But, so, guys, if you need a website, but doesn't matter what you're doing, um, if you've got a business or a podcast or a band or whatever it is, go to Web Orchard. They're local. They're on Coton Hill. 
Um, but wherever you are in the world or the UK, I'm sure they can build a website just for you. Great. So. Sounds good. Brilliant. That sounds exciting. Well, Verity, uh, thank you so much for answering the call. We're also looking for a producer, by the way. If you know anybody that, that maybe wants to delve into a bit of editing, can find us new guests and can help us with our schedule and help around uh, just making sure the show runs perfectly if uh, if anybody is interested please get in touch with us uh, you can message me on facebook or email me at shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com but verity thank you so much for joining the team oh you're welcome thanks for having me we're going to sync up uh sync up uh, diaries and stuff now so uh yep. we best go thank you guys for, for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time thanks peace ever out. so peace out <laughs>